0: Welcome to This Versus That Making Wedding Decisions with Kelly McWilliams. This podcast is for you if you're making a wedding decision and want to know what to consider before saying I do to all the things that will make your wedding experience a great one. I'm your host, Kelly McWilliams, and I'm so glad to be a part of your wedding planning journey. In each episode, you can count on me and my expert wedding co hosts to give you everything it takes to make the best decisions. the wedding that you're dreaming of. Do you have a decision to make about whether to have a late night after party or a farewell brunch? Maybe you're lucky enough to be able to do both but if you had to decide on one hopefully this episode will help you with that decision. I have Erin McLean with me who is a Carolina-based wedding planner and she's gonna chat with me about all the benefits of both of these events. Erin McLean is the owner of McLean Events, a wedding production and planning company in North Carolina and beyond. She founded the company in 2008 and most recently has launched 12 Weeks to I Do, your guide to stress-free wedding planning. Here she guides couples as their virtual wedding planner to plan their wedding. Erin is known for her innovative and fresh ideas, her devotion to detail, and her sophisticated decoric sense. Erin's charismatic, fun personality, and cool, calm demeanor set her clients at ease as she helps them create the wedding of their dreams or the event of a lifetime. She lives at home with her two daughters, McKenna and Juliet, her husband, Tom, and her puppy, Beau. I know you're going to especially love this episode if you're thinking about how to best extend your wedding celebration beyond the wedding day, or the standard wedding day, I should say. In the episode, we'll also talk through what you can do to make either of these events even more fun for you and your guests. Let's go ahead and get started with this interview with Erin. Good morning, Erin. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm excited because this is a wedding weekend for me. Yeah. So good. I just came from my final walkthrough with the clients and um, we're post-hurricane now, so it's a little messy Yay. out there, but it'll all be cleaned up. Yeah, fingers crossed today. Eh? Yeah, it always it's gonna is. be good. It, it always it's is. be good. So I read your bio already, but if you could uh, give everyone listening just a little explanation on what makes you kind of an expert on this particular subject of farewell brunches versus the after party.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what I what I have found with about ninety percent of our clients, they're planning an after party or a farewell brunch, or a lot of times both. Um, and what's so fun about it is our clients really want to focus on creating this like wedding weekend experience for their guests. So mm-hmm. it's not just come to the ceremony and the reception by, it's they're really wanting to create this. Time where their guests have traveled in and really show them their favorite things and maybe it's their favorite restaurants or food or whatever that is um, and so by doing multiple events throughout the weekend it allows them to really play around with different themes and thoughts um, and it's it's just a really fun thing uh, we love doing an after party and a farewell brunch or or both or either or yeah
0: same here same here most of my clients that's the thing and it you know they're doing it for. The experience factor. Mm-hmm. It's, and I think that's why in quality time too. Cause you think about it, if you're having just your wedding day, you have five, maybe six hours to spend mm-hmm. with however many people you have there. That's kind of stretching yourself thin and you're not getting Absolutely. quality time with these people who are nearest and dearest to you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it because I think it really does take the pressure off of the couple. So we're not having to say, are you doing a receiving line? You know, not that we do that very often anyways, but we're not, they're not having to like make their circulation around the room at the reception anymore, which can take up to like what, an hour and a half of saying hi to every guest at the reception. Mm -hmm. That's always the underestimated time. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's probably benefit
0: number one Mm
1: -hmm. is that
0: by extending your wedding day to wedding weekend in or length of the wedding evening, um, you're giving yourself that much more time and being able to skip that, go by every table or the receiving line, which agree, I can't remember the last time I did receiving line. Right. In fact, I know that the last time I did it was in Charleston and it was for, um, clearly a very charleston wedding and that's, yes sometimes super super happens. traditional yeah yeah yes, exactly that usually even the destination.
1: yeah even usually the mom i think is the one that wants that so
0: yeah my rule absolutely. is if it's under a,
1: if it's over 120 guests no way no how if it's under 120 oh, yeah. guests we'll just we'll discuss
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a whole nother episode mm-hmm. we should probably sure is.
1: That out. it sure is why yeah.
0: Reception, a receiving line versus no receiving line. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. We'll write that down for next time for next season. That's right. Okay. So let's, let's do it this way. Let's talk first about after parties and then we'll talk about farewell branches. Is that okay. cool? Absolutely. All right. So let's first, what are some of your benefits? What do you see as benefits to mm-hmm. after parties?
1: So why I love an after party is I always tell my couples when your wedding, when we're discussing at what point do we want the wedding reception to end? My rule is always like, we don't want two drunk girls dancing to the band, right? That's never a way to end <laughs> the wedding. We want to end the wedding when guests are <laughs> chanting for the band to play more. And we're, you know, everyone, we they're like, so excited to keep dancing, right? So if we can end your wedding at say 11 o'clock for the main Mm -hmm. reception part of it, and then, and people are like, boo, we want more, we want more. And then we say, oh, but just kidding. Here's another space that we've created for you to come in. We've created a different atmosphere, things like that. Or um, we're able to just extend the party because you know, that's your crowd, right? Like we have when we typically we'll do a really late reception, um there's so if we end say we end the main party at eleven and then we're going to one a, two a m usually we're bringing your crowd into a room with like a really awesome d j and we've changed the lighting, we've swapped out cup like glasses for like neon cups or things like that, so um, I think it's really fun, um, and I think that's why couples love it as it yeah, like, mhm,
0: so what I'm gonna add to that is. There's typically a huge cost benefit to doing it that way mm-hmm. because if you've got a great band that you've spent quite a bit on, right. those extended hours are something else Super in cost. Expensive. Mm-hmm. However, doing a DJ separately is typically going to cost you a little, you know, quite a bit less Absolutely. for just those last additional 2 hours. So there's and a huge also- cost benefit there.
1: And also, yeah, totally. And I also think the other cost benefit is at that point, we'll usually switch to consumption bar um, because the yes, rate of drinking is going to go down and less people. So um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that after parties don't need to break the bank. I mean, we've definitely done them where we've done them inside someone's indoor pool and covered the pool with like... You know, all covered and neon everything and and all that, which was amazing, um but it doesn't need to be that. It could be where the dj comes out in the main space and just starts playing, or we have a table set up in the corner that no one's really seen yeah
0: um we you know thinking of other things that you can do to make it efficient and cost effective in that route is to have the after party where the cocktail hour was, if Mm -hmm. that's at all possible. Because then after cocktail hour, the DJ can move in there. Everything that you had for decor for the cocktail Mm -hmm. hour,
1: already hooked up.
0: So it's already there. And you don't have to do a whole second setting. So it's, it's not always possible, of course. But when it is, how great is
1: that? Oh yeah. And if you're having a band, the band needs to break down. <laughs> so exactly. the most important question to make sure that you ask your band, if you're doing it in the same space is what times break down, cause you don't want that happening. Certainly when all your guests are in there. Exactly. And
0: if you're forced into that situation, the best thing you could possibly do is have the DJ come set up the same time as a band. So his setup is already there. On Mm -hmm. the opposite side of the room, the opposite side of the dance floor. If, and you really have to work your diagram to make this happen. Hopefully, you have a planner and, um, yes, on your side so that while so your fit, your guests turn from facing the band to facing the DJ in that side Mm -hmm. of the room so the band can break down on the ugly side. Then, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, For sure. (laughs) Because sometimes, I mean, you just have to think of all of these things ahead of time, but, um, and, in, well just putting it out there th- if you have a planner involved they're going to think of these things for you but if you're doing this on your own it is possible you just really have to set yourself up for success with this
1: absolutely yeah. you don't want to learn at your wedding
0: no sure no no, no.
1: <laughs> and hopefully your band and or
0: DJ will help you along if if you don't have a coordinator yeah. on your side or a planner absolutely. so okay so what else is um let's see benefits and uh, maybe the harder parts of after parties. Oh, benefit, late night food.
1: Uh-huh, mm. absolutely. Late night food. I think this is where you can really have fun at late night food, like with the menu. The one thing I will say is stations tend to not work at a late, at a after party. So what I love to do is have servers. Usually we'll have servers like we've done where they put on some really cool LED bow ties and, serve your guests, but really circulating to go to your guests. um, That is a great idea. Because I think if you have a station set up with burgers and sliders or whatever, or a taco bar set up, um, maybe 20% of your guests are going to see it. And at that point, we really do want to feed your guests if they're drinking till two in the morning. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's really fun, but, and you can get super creative with food and have, have such a fun time with that. Yeah.
0: All the things that you didn't get to serve at cocktail hour or mm-hmm. that um have a, a high scent content, I like mm-hmm. to call them, like all the things that smell really good, but would kind of be atrocious at any other time of the evening. Right. Um, those those are the things that you want to serve at late night, in which in all those things that maybe aren't appropriate for a, right. <laughs> a, a, a nice elegant wedding during yeah. cocktail hour. Um, this is where you sneak those things in. You know, Absolutely. if you're about the little mini dogs and French fries, this is where you do it.
1: Yeah. And for example, last year, um, we had a couple that got engaged at the state fair, um, which was really precious and they had the greatest engagement photos. So their save the dates had a picture of them and like doing some really cute, bright colored stuff in the background. And obviously that wasn't going to work for the wedding wedding reception, but we did fair food at the after party and it was so so much fun. And if you think your guests like a funnel cake at one in the morning, (laughs) When they've been dancing for the past and drinking Amazing. for the best six hours, the greatest yeah. thing of their life. So yeah, and play around with it. I think um, again when we're talking about experience for your guests, when you can surprise them with a different event that they're not expecting, it's it's mm-hmm. so much fun. Like surprise yeah. when they realize the, the party isn't
0: over. Yes, mm-hmm. when they realize the party isn't over, it's. And uh, one thing that I think Aaron and I would like to say is that you can expect that a good portion of your guests, if you're moving into a second room, what good portion of your guests are still all going to go over there, but they're not mm-hmm. all going to stay. They may Correct. come in for 10 minutes, but then you're going to lose a good portion of the people who just wanted to have a peek, you know, absolutely. And say for a few minutes. So you, it's it is a safe time to go to a consumption bar at that time. It point. is absolutely yeah.
1: Um we did a, one other example of a really fun thing that we did this past year. Um you and you and I both love a good silent disco. Like I know we've oh, yeah. we've done them together and there's mm-hmm. I'm never happier than at a silent disco. Um but we did a <laughs> we did a really big event and had an awesome band and we had curtains hung that looked like mimicked columns, and then we had two uh-huh. DJs behind there. And as soon as the band stopped, everyone thought the event was over. And we pulled back the curtains, and like servers came around with trays of headsets for silent discos, and silent uh-huh. DJ stuff, and it was such a hit. I mean, and like I said, we changed to like LED trays, which you can get so cheap. Like I think Oriental Trading an LED tray for your servers is like five dollars. It's or something. amazing the stuff. And,
0: mm-hmm. The
1: stuff. So it that definitely doesn't mean- in- Oh yeah, it doesn't need to break the bank. It just needs to be thoughtful and uh, exactly not overdone for the sake of overdoing. Yeah, and this is, and I think we come
0: keep coming back to this point, but I think it's such a good thing is that this you know the after party is a great place to do all those things that are not quite as elegant and sophisticated. They're just straight up fun, Fun. and that you might be a little bit too nervous that it might be seen as uh, uh, tacky or cheesy or any of those things. All that goes out the door with an after party. For sure. All oh, yeah. Of that. All bets are off. All yeah. of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, such a good thing. Uh, I'm trying to think can you think of anything else that we need to chat on that's good or bad or? So the one thing Uh, about the after party,
1: yeah, I think the one precaution of an after party. So inevitably at every single after party we've done, there's one or two really intoxicated guests. um, Correct. Because they've been drinking. And if you're serving hard liquor that can, you know, people aren't used to drinking for that long. Um, Some Mm -hmm. people are, some people just can't hang, which is normal um so we have had situations where we've had to ask those guests to leave unfortunately there was a situation where we had to have like security take somebody out so i do think at that point especially if you're doing a private home event you have got mm-hmm. to either have you know just regularly de- dressed police officers, off-duty police officers will do it for you. Um, somebody, if you're not at like a main hotel venue, but security should be there at some point. Um, not to be like the Debbie Downer, but just in case something happens, God forbid, you don't want them going up to you as a bride and groom and saying like, what should we do with this groomsman? They can just be quickly yes. escorted out. So yeah. Um, and usually we'll say at that point like no to shots. If you wanted to do them in the earlier night, definitely no. Um, sometimes we'll switch to just beer and wine, and maybe like a fun past signature drink. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I would I just agree. say your guests are not used to marathon drinking. <laughs> usually at this point, if they're especially when they're way past college, um, so I think it's important that you know we we don't al- set your guests up to embarrass themselves because no one wants that either. So that's the one yeah. thing I would say to think about. I'm so glad that you brought that
0: up because let's just bring up an, another note with that, with the drinking, is that you have to consider, especially if you are doing a destination wedding where people are coming and traveling over different seasons or temperatures. Yes. If you're going to somewhere that is, let's say, nice, warm beachfront, like that kind of thing where they are going to be at the beach and the pool all day before they come to your wedding, Yes, drinking on that, Is entirely different from any other time. Same goes for when you go up to the mountains, Mm -hmm. you know, and you don't have the same oxygen level. So there's so much to think about with that. So take into consideration if you are having a nine hour party after people have had a full day already, everything gets consumed differently. Their bodies are not accustomed to this. So this is very much a time to. Not just have water behind the bar, but if you can have water passed mm-hmm. as well, it goes so far. Totally, so and far. I
1: and I have found for some reason I find that people drink those little plastic water bottles so much faster than if you give them a glass 100% of ice. Hundred percent agree water, with you, so.
0: Aaron, And we'll I give it to them on so the exit much.
1: too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Before they get on shuttle buses or just head to their Wherever. Ubers or you know hotel and driving home. Yeah. But you know, let's yeah, let's get everybody. Um, some water, and even maybe just one more snack. really, high, uh, yeah, high yeah. carb snack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, a cookie goes a long, a long way at the very end of a night. <laughs> okay, so I, oh, those are such good points. I feel like we came across for good, after good party. Good. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to farewell brunch now, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is one one event that people really struggle with if they should yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from your perspective, what, what would be a determining factor on why someone should have a farewell brunch?
1: So I love a farewell brunch because again, it's just another point at which it takes the pressure off of the couple to socialize with everyone. Um, at the wedding reception, I love that it's a last, you know, it's a fine fond farewell for your guests, let's say, you know, so it's, yeah. It's their final memory of something nice that you've thought of for them. Um, I also think it's just a way to m- take the guesswork out of your guests. Like, so if they have a flight at 11 a.m., they don't need to worry about where are we going to get breakfast? How are we going to do all of that? Um, yeah. I think the, the thing about a farewell breakfast is is always how, like, how do we time this? Like, what time does it start? Who's It's always coming? the hard part do you ask people to RSVP um, and are they all going to leave town before it happens? So I think those are the biggest timing and then like how many people will actually do it. Um, And there's, and
0: and I will say, there's no easy way to figure that out. I think getting RSVPs for that is, is a good thing to do. Like I'm always, I always request it because you, well, sometimes you think that I, I, I will say this. A good portion of my clients will come to me, and they'll say, "I think only like thirty percent of them are going to come. They're not going to get up." Uh yes, they will, and they do. They and then they're they're <laughs> excited to come <laughs> see everyone, and they're yep. excited for a free meal <laughs> yes. before they go anywhere.
1: Totally. And you so, know, like when you've had a really fun night the night before, there's nothing better than reliving it. You know, hopefully, yes, um. <laughs> exactly that.
0: Yep. Farewell brunches tend to be so much fun, and it's mm-hmm. not like it's a big party. It's a big conversation hour, and everyone's yeah. just so excited to talk about what happened the night before totally. and to give everyone that last hug. Okay, maybe not a COVID hug, but you know, these. It's just, um, I well, think it's I, a great, great time to be together,
1: just one last time. Oh, totally. And I also, I think of the farewell breakfast as like your final hug for your guests. Like the event itself is like the the goodbye hug. Um, yeah, I think there's. I think there's two things in which really are helpful to like get parameters of what that event's going to look like. I think number 1 it needs to go on your website, of course. Um sure. Your wedding Absolutely. website. I also think if you can put in an agenda of your wedding weekend, if you're doing multiple events, so if you're doing maybe you're doing welcome drinks or a welcome dinner and then the reception and then the welcome brunch on that invitation, I think it allows people to plan their travel better. Um and I think the other thing is, again, to reiterate your point, to get an RSUP Because if you're doing it at a hotel or you're doing it at a restaurant or whatever, we need to have final counts to give them. And if yeah. you, the worst case scenario, well, there's two bad case scenarios, is that you, worst case is no one shows up and you've paid for all this food. The worst, worst case scenario is everyone mm-hmm. shows up and there's no food. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to, to have both of those. And then time it right as well. Yeah. I think um is if you're having a local
0: wedding where most people are in town and most of them are not traveling, um you can probably err on the side and go a little bit later. If you have guests coming from out of town like you're doing a destination wedding, you may have already have kind of a clue on when most of the flights are mm-hmm. for the day. You could use that as kind of a guide to pick the times, but I know that here we usually shoot for that 9 to 11 is yeah. typically like a really good time because, you know, unless they have the super early flight, they may be able to stop in even just for a few minutes to grab a croissant mm-hmm. or a bagel and give you a hug. Um,
1: yeah. And I think if it's a destination say? and you know that people are going to be heading to the airport, we've also done where we've done like box breakfasts. So we know oh, that so smart. for some of your yeah. guests. Um, and then- yeah, and then they can just take it and go and and again, it's just being thoughtful and it's a final memory for them of your wedding weekend. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Oh, they, they and, thought of everything. Um, always the I do want to Yeah.
0: Although um breakfast and brunches are very much well known in, you know, these days for mimosas and bloody marys and I will say that most of our clientele does have those. It's not Never necessary. Continue. So if the budget yeah. Does it allow for it? No one's going to say, well, how come there's no Bloody Mary Bar or I, Mimosa Bar?
1: So that is my, when we look at your overall wedding cost and we're looking at numbers mm-hmm. and where we're falling, if you have a Bloody Mary Mimosa Bar, I will always tell you to take it out. I will always give you that feedback in the beginning too. I find that particularly if you're doing an after party, <laughs> so people are <laughs> drinking till one or two in the morning. They may still be drunk. They might still be drunk. Um, <laughs> But they just don't, they don't, people don't consume it. And usually those are not, they're not based on consumption. It's usually just a package deal that Mm -hmm. you're paying. Um, And it can get really costly. Um, And again, I just don't think people need it. One thing that we've done before in the past, which I think is really fun, we've brought in like a really cool espresso bar or something like that. So they can go up and order a latte or, you know, Americano or something. And it just, you get little, you know, coffee sleeves with your names on it (laughs) or whatever it is. Um, There's easy ways to do that. That's just a cute addition, but not necessary. But I'd rather you do that than a mimosa bar. So let me ask you this. If you
0: personally had to choose between farewell, brunch, or breakfast, or after party, if you were getting Mm -hmm. married again. Which one after party.
1: After party. Totally after party. All day long. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) I, think I, want I you. To, I would want you to need to sleep in after my wedding, you know? <laughs> uh, and so I, I just think, uh, especially a surprise after party, because I think you and I have been in events where there's a surprise after party and we're like mind blown, like mind blown. It's still going. Yes. Are you kidding? And yeah. you get this second rush of adrenaline and excitement and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they did that. I'll never forget this night kind of thing. And
0: the uh, the another benefit to that is, if you are ready to just leave for your your mini moon or your honeymoon the next day, and you're you're really exact like you're done, mm-hmm. I, you don't have to be tied into going to that brunch. you oh, know, for like sure. As you know, you, you can you That's might just be
1: expectation on the couple. I do. I think it really so is. Like the bride doesn't want to show up in like sweatpants and a messy top knot. You know, like you. Mm -hmm. I've had brides that are like they really need to like them put thought into another outfit. And did you get all your eyelashes off that night? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I all day long I would do an after party because I think it's something that's newer. In I'm using air quotes, but um, like to the to the industry, not really. But like brunches have been around forever, um, and I think it's another obligation the next day for your guests to feel like that they have to go to. Um, They enjoy it, but I would all day long do the after party. All day long. Yeah.
0: If you're gonna if I think if you have to choose between the two, I would I would sway myself personally, I'm not saying that anyone else has to do it. I would sway to after party. I see so many, so much more in the benefit from that than sure. I do from the farewell brunch. But if I can have both, I will absolutely do, do both. both. Yeah. I, and okay, so for the after party, another thing I just I could I feel like we could go on with this all day. I know, but I know we're gonna limit ourselves. So fun <laughs> um, with the after party. Clearly, you have to um, include everyone. But mm-hmm. for a farewell brunch, you can do something smaller scale. That's just mm-hmm. like for your family or for just those who yep. traveled. So mm-hmm. it that it does not have to be an open invitation for all if that's not something that you have in your spending plan. if Again, if you're looking at numbers, it's another way. But again, you don't have to do either of these. But if you're in consideration for a weekend wedding, we just want you to have all the points available to
1: you. Also, a lot of hotels where we will do a room block has a breakfast included with their stay or something like that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're paying for. But I do think you can always ask the venue, is there a separate room where our guests could go get their breakfast and then come yes. here too? So it doesn't necessarily need to be a hosted event. It could just be something that's available to your guests. And always ask your hotel, what would happen if other p- people come back that aren't staying at the hotel? What's the cost? Usually it's pretty inexpensive. It's usually $15, $20 per person or something. Yeah. So yeah, such a good point, ask. Yeah. such a good point. Aaron, can you think of anything
0: else? I feel like everyone's going to want to have both now.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, you know, I think I hope they do because it's so much fun. (laughs) It is, and I and I I cannot trust enough
0: that when you are doing these pre and post wedding parties, that it's about the experience. That it is like so. I mean, I would say. Ninety nine point nine percent of my clients, when they fill out my form, and I say what priorities prioritize all of these things, guest experience is number one. 100%. So these are the things that make the guest experience number one. Mm-hmm. These are the things that make your clients go, "I just had the best weekend the best. ever." Yep. Absolutely, you know, it's not just about. Those four
1: hours, it's about the whole, the way they felt the whole weekend, the whole weekend. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And they just feel taken care of. And that's, that's hospitality, right? So thought. Hospitality. (laughs) Erin, thank you so
0: much. This I feel like it's been enlightening and that we've given so many great tips and that people will Maybe not struggle so much and just feel like they've got a little bit more education on their side to make a decision.
1: Awesome. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So much fun. Oh, it was great.
0: Now come back for season two, okay? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Bye. I'm so glad to be able to share my wedding experiences and expertise with you, and that my co hosts are so giving of theirs. We truly do want you to have the best time at your wedding. And our hope is that this podcast is helping you to make your engagement time while planning your wedding that much easier. May I ask a favor of you if this is the case? Would you just take a moment to leave a review of this podcast on your listening platform? It helps people just like you to find the podcast and to also find out their answers so they can make decisions. I would also absolutely love for you to give this versus that podcast a shout out on your social media. You can find us at this versus that wedding podcast on Instagram. And if you would like me to help you with a specific question, a wedding decision, please, by all means, ask. Send me a DM. I would love to hear from you. And Maybe, just maybe even have you as a wedding guest on a future episode. How fun. Here's to another great wedding.